Just Below the Surface is a podcast that asks you to step out of your world and listen for a while. Find a few minutes, get comfortable, and sink into poetry. What we find interesting is the journey of a poem, its creation, its process, its essence. We spend time with each poem and poet, finding the one-of-a-kind emotional imprint that lies just below the surface. Today, we are going to read and discuss a poem by Julie Hempel. We'll compare the reader's vision to the author's intent. Join us in this exploration of the heart. Heart in the Harrow They sent me away, a myriad of tight explosions in my arms and a machine with a lie detector of suction and wires I was sure could divulge every veined secret. The clanging and ring in my chest felt like every church bell converged in a single belfry, an abandoned edifice of no particular importance. They heard nothing. They said it was all in my head. Gloria, glory, my name is Julie. Without color or stray wing, Everyone in the room of emergency appeared as ghosts, and those longing to be ghosts. I ran outside, past the steth of scopes and weight of grey. Across the bridge of lions and silenced roar, I found a bed. A bed that could easily have been for a child, mother, or undertaker. All white and calm, like cottoned benevolence. There, the nurses of hush called the ones that directly or indirectly navigate fates. Into the expedience of sirens, back across the bridge, and safely, safely, into a room of sterility and screens that say, this heart is crumbling, like minds that annihilate with dust of coal and the black of tunnels. When I awoke, oblivious to scars and tubes and delusions beyond control, A delicate man, with a wisp of steel, said I had almost died. I looked at his hands, smooth as birds, grateful for the embroidery that stitched my heart back together again. I wondered what colors of thread he used. I wondered if he knotted the ends tightly enough. So when you and I got to hear this poem for the first time, when Julie was reading it for our poetry group, um, I think both of us reacted really strongly to this poem. And I was thinking about why, why that happened. You know, why did I feel is so instantly drawn to it? And on listening to it first, the sound of it, the rhythm of it, it flows like a river, one line to the next. Um, I think she's very selective and careful about the sound that she uses. Um, and the second part of it is this very personal, emotional story. It's emotional content really pulls you in, even from the first listen. The next thing I was looking at with this poem was the structure of it, divided into three stanzas, three separate parts of this story. And the first really hooks us with this catastrophe, this feeling of of something going wrong, this frightening experience. And she describes it through metaphor. uh, And you can really feel this rising danger. And in the second stanza, she crosses the, the bridge of lions 
And it's like help is found, solace is found, this white and calm resting place, this bed. And I really felt like I could breathe a small sigh of relief with her um, before sensing this danger of her crumbling heart. And that leads us into the third part of the poem, uh, which is after an operation and it's passed and she's woken up and it's almost like she's in a different place. You know, there's the sense of relief and gratitude at the doctor, the surgeon who helps her. Um, that's mixed with this fear, this loss of control in everyday life. It really feels like it ends in a more hopeful way than it starts because she has been helped, because she has been stitched up and fixed. And this is just great for her story as well, her personal story, but also in terms of good storytelling with this beginning, middle, and end that ends in a kind of resolution that still reminds us of the danger inherent in living. I think what also brings this sensation of good narration and good writing is how the character, the main character, evolves from the beginning to the end. At the beginning, there is her with the dissolution of the medical system, how she is not being helped and supported by it. And there is this sensation of being completely dissociated from herself. And it goes on until this catastrophe of of having to be taken to the emergency room and having to be taken care of and having to go through surgery. And this is a very emotional poem on its own, but there are very few emotions expressed. She only expresses gratitude at the end of the poem when she is basically saved, but at the beginning she's super distant and cold. She's not even expressing any resentment or anger against the medical system that didn't take care of her. She is not expressing anything against them. She is just present with herself and her sensation and her inner knowing that something is going wrong. And when I read this poem the second or the third time, I had images immediately of a black and white scenery, a black and white cinematic. Everything is gray in that poem. Everything is without color. Everything is in black and white. And it's only at the end of the poem that she is talking about the idea of color, as if because she got her heart back, she can see colors again. So there is this two first stanzas where everything is gray, cold, distant. And once she can finally be reconnected to her heart, color comes back, gratitude comes back, and she finally can be herself again. I love how she expresses the emptiness, how she talks about her heart being considered as an abundant edifice of no particular importance. She says that they heard nothing. She's talking about the emergency room where everybody's appearing as ghosts or people longing to be ghosts. She is talking about the nurses later in the poem um, and how they are directly or indirectly navigating fates. But everything is about how empty the surroundings are, how empty the hospital are, how empty her heart is. And I love this vision of emptiness, this vision of the coldness and how she she is looking at death and her condition in a very absurd way. 
And when I've read this poem, it made me think of The Stranger by Camus and the way he describes his mother's death. The first line of the book is, my mother died today, or maybe yesterday, I don't know. And there is this dissociation with grief, this shock that he is feeling. And because he is in shock, he's not able to express anything and he, he's not even aware of what is going on. And I found that Julie in her poem was also really expressing that sensation in her own way and with her own story. Yeah, I absolutely feel like death is such a presence in her poem. And when I read it, and I think for other people who will read it or listen to it, it demonstrates this very precarious nature of life. That we're just a you know, an accident or a heartbeat away from meeting our end. And I feel that Julie captures this so well through her story, in her describing of this life-changing event, of this brush with death. And she does it in a great, vulnerable and graceful way. I'm glad that we'll be able to hear Julie's story behind this and get to know what prompted her to write this poem. Heart in the Harrow. Yes, what I wanted to do was create a space to experience grief. It's more like writing a poem for me is about curation. And I would say that this experience for me was about uh, death, fear, and survival. The irony of this poem is that the focus of it is about death, and to me, death is one of the purest forms. It is the truth of life. So it's my journey through going to a hospital, having a heart attack, being told by the hospital that I wasn't having a heart attack, and my journey through that. The whole experience was one of disassociation to a certain extent, the shock, wanting to be heard, um, to be believed in this great truth, and having that denied, and learning how to navigate through that. There's a line in the poem, without color or stray wing, everyone in the room of emergency appeared as ghosts and those longing to be ghosts. I ran outside past the steth of scopes and weight of gray. This portion of the poem, um, I believe, was the most uh, highly dissociative experience that I had. It was actually quite surreal because everybody did appear to be gray. It was almost like being in a dream. And from my understanding, uh, for people that die before they die from a heart attack or while they're having a heart attack, they always say that there is an extreme sense of dread and gloom. Of course, at the time, I didn't realize that, but there was this strange feeling inside of me that I knew I could, I could die or that this was death. That space in that emergency room actually felt like hell. I thought if there is a hell, this is what this appears to be. 
And at that point, after they told me that all of this was in my head, I left and um, almost ran out of the hospital. The next line uh, for the second stanza, the next line reads, Across the bridge of lions and silenced roar, I found a bed. And that is actually crossing a bridge called Lionsgate Bridge and going to a hospital that my family doctor is associated with. There's another line in this stanza which had a very deep effect on me because the day of my heart attack, it was the day of my son's birthday. And the line reads, a bed that could easily have been for a child, mother, or undertaker. All the white and calm like cottoned benevolence. I had just found out two weeks prior that my son had a very rare form of cancer And for me to have this heart attack on his birthday, I viewed this bed that I was about to get into as this could be for him or this could be for myself and the undertaker would be coming to this location. The rest of that stanza speaks of the nurses and how they are basically making the calls to people. The line reads, they're the nurses of hush called the ones that directly or indirectly navigate fates. So it was a very strange, basically one, you lose control in a situation like this. And the other irony is that you really don't have control over this truth, this truth in life. There is no control over it. Yes, I would say that there is grief um, around being let down by the medical system. I feel this is a fairly uh, common cultural societal phenomena that goes on. Um, There is grief around that, about telling the truth and not being heard. Um, There's also the grief of my son and thinking I might not be there for him. I most likely will not be there for him to see him through his cancer. And there's also the grief of dying too early, of dying in general, because I feel at some point we each know when our time has come, maybe subconsciously. In this instance, I did not feel it was my time, but I felt I was very, very close to it, especially after that experience in the emergency room. And I feel as liberating as it can be to feel like you let go. There is also a great grief, and it's to leaving those that I love behind. This stanza, the last stanza of hope, I was quite stunned that I woke up. I was very surprised to wake. And the first thing that I saw when I awoke was this uh, lovely, ethereal, small man who had been my surgeon. He had very delicate hands. I'll, I'll read the line. A delicate man with a wisp of steel said that I almost had died. I looked at his hands, smooth as birds, grateful for the embroidery that stitched my heart together again. I wondered what colors of thread he used. I wondered if he knotted the ends tightly enough. 
so there is still a slight bit of mistrust and wanting to trust the gratitude to this man because he said it was very close that I had been on the, uh, my chest had been open for close to six hours and that they had almost lost me a couple of times. So I was very, very grateful for this man's brilliance. Um, and also wondering, will this happen again? What led me to write this poem was one of those moments where it comes from out of nowhere. And what is strange about this is I usually, if I'm lucky, I will write maybe three poems a year, if that. You can riff on one line or you can work with a premise. This just came out line after line not a lot of editing, which is extremely rare for me. I will probably go back and edit <laughs> again, but um, it flowed and I have no idea where it came from. That happens once in a while, but it was a joy to release it in this way. It was sheer happiness to be able to write this. I do feel it was cathartic to create something. It is my painting to the experience. Heart in the Harrow. They sent me away. A myriad of tight explosions in my arms and a machine with a lie detector of suction and wires I was sure could divulge every veined secret. The clanging and ring in my chest felt like every church bell converged in a single belfry, an abandoned edifice of no particular importance. They heard nothing. They said it was all in my head. Gloria, glory, my name is Julie. Without color or stray wing, everyone in the room of emergency appeared as ghosts, and those longing to be ghosts. I ran outside, past the steth of scopes and weight of grey, across the bridge of lions and silenced roar. I found a bed, a bed that could easily have been for a child, mother, or undertaker, all white and calm like cottoned benevolence. There the nurses of hush called the ones that directly or indirectly navigate fates. Into the expedience of sirens back across that bridge and safely, safely into a room of sterility and screens that say this heart is crumbling like mines that annihilate with dust of coal and the black of tunnels. When I awoke, oblivious to scars and tubes and delusions beyond control, a delicate man with a wisp of steel said I had almost died. I looked at his hands, smooth as birds, grateful for the embroidery that stitched my heart back together again. I wondered what colors of thread he used. I wondered if he knotted the ends tightly enough.
Thank you for listening to Just Below the Surface. Today we listen to Julie Hempel and her poem Heart in the Harrow. If you want to know more about her or her work, look at the description below. Many thanks to Julie for sharing her poetry with us today, and thank you for listening to us. I am Hera. And I'm Alexa. For more poems, you can follow us on Instagram at Hexa Creative Studio or by email at takeyourartvitamins at gmail.com.